Hi everyone, this is Yara Stark here, and I have a very special guest with me on uh, on the video line here with Skype. It's a little bit new and different. <laughs> uh, this is Katie Freiling, who is coming to you live from San Diego. Thank you for joining me, Katie. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Yaro. So, so Katie is, I'd call her an up-and-coming internet marketer. I, I came across her uh, several months ago, and uh, I'm not sure why I paid attention, Katie. I think you started talking about social media, but then obviously you mentioned blogging, which always gets my interest. But yeah. I think the, the first time I really paid attention was your, your, your very uh, in-depth, long, almost, you know, I said the word waffle before, but I don't think it was a waffle. It was more of a, <laughs> uh, a, a, a diet. I tend to do that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, on, on Eckhart Tolle and the power of yeah. uh, now in the new earth. And you just had a really long obviously a lot to say on that subject and obviously it's very important mm -hmm. to you so when you want to share that with other people. So I was impressed by that. It's an area I'm interested in and I just did a little bit of research on you and, and pretty much the reason why I've invited Katie on the show today is to talk about the integration with personal development and how that impacts the success you can have with your internet business. So that's a mouthful. Um, so thanks Katie, but I think the, the first place to start this interview would be just great to find out a little bit about your background and, and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, well, how, how far back do you want to start? <laughs> <laughs> well, born and raised and all that. So. Uh, all right, well, uh, from Southern California, born and raised here, and I think that I'm, I'm incredibly passionate about you know, personal development and this, this whole journey because of where I came from. So I'll kind of go back there to kind of give everyone a you know, good idea of my life and where I've been and kind of what has brought me to this point. So um, I actually grew up incredibly, incredibly shy, very, very introverted, very consumed with fear all the time. And just, you know, when you're, when you're always experiencing fear and you're kind of, um, you know, not really in your body, you know, I was very, very disconnected all the time. And, um, you know, going through that, it was, you know, not, not a very uh, pleasurable uh, childhood, actually. It, it caused me a lot of, you know, unnecessary suffering and grief. And I really was, you know, so focused out here on the external world and other people and what they thought and what was going on with them and what they were doing. And I really started to not pay attention to my own self and what was going on within me. And so what ended up happening is I would you know, really bury my emotions and bury my feelings. And I, I, it's almost like I didn't even know how to go inside, like how to even, you know, uh, feel what it was that I was, what was really going on with me. All I felt was just, you know, fear, basically. And so, you know, as I got older and I kind of became more of a teenager, young adult, I kind of took on this, this false confidence, as they call it, where I, you know, I, I, to, to anybody else, I was you know very confident and you know did my thing, but it really was just more of a mask than anything. Cause I still I still didn't really know who I was, so I was kind of pretending. And so I feel like you know oh my gosh, I went through so many years of my life being very inauthentic. You know now that I look back on it, and you know it's you know when you're um, you know just just putting on this mask and not really interacting with people very very authentically and not really knowing who you are, it's still not, um, you know, deep down, it really wasn't very fulfilling. It, I, I felt very kind of empty inside and um, I was still was looking to other people for my validation. You know, I was looking to other people to validate me, to show me oh, I'm, I'm, I'm worthy, you know, do other people like me? 
you know, do I, am I successful? Am I making money? You know, what's my status? All these things that were so false and so external, I was really focusing, again, all my attention out there. And so what happened with me is I actually went through a very low point in my life where, you know, I had made a bunch of money at one point and I lost it all. Um, made some, some pretty bad real estate investments, so I got into a lot of debt, lost a lot of the friendships that I had, and you know, now that I look back on it, a lot of them weren't very real anyway, <laughs> so it was just kind of more of a, a clearing out more than anything. But I, I know that I had to go through that, like I kind of had to, to lose all that stuff that I was taking identity in, you know, for me to really do the deeper work, and so I'm very, very, very grateful for that, for that moment when I actually kind of <laughs> woke up one day and I, I just realized I was like, I don't know who I am. I really don't know who I am on a deeper level. And so that it was kind of the catalyst for me and it really helped propel me to, to do some soul searching to really find out, okay, what, you know, do I know me? You know, what, what am I really passionate about? What do I love? What am I about? Like, how do I really feel? And so over the past few years, it's just, uh, been such an amazing, amazing transformative journey for me because I've been kind of, you know, opening up Pandora's box and like letting out all of these emotions and feelings and things that had been buried for so long. And so it's like I'm finally, you know, now able to, to really go there and really start to get to know myself and who I really am, you know, on a much deeper level. And I think that this is this is kind of something that's starting to happen to more and more people, where people are starting to kind of wake up and go, wait a minute, all the things that I thought were me or all the things that, um, or who I thought I was is really not true. You know, who am I? And so, I mean, it can happen when you're, you know, young, it can happen when you're in your 20s, it can happen, you know, midlife crisis when you're in your 40s or even, you know, somebody in their 70s if, you know, they're they're ready to pass on. It's like, that's that's usually when it happens or in the past, it's it's, it's usually happened for people where, you know, they realize that all these things that they had built up, all the wealth, all the material possessions, all the things that that they had invested so much of themselves in, they realize, oh my gosh, it's all going to leave. It's all gone. So what's left? What's really there? So I feel very fortunate that this happened to me, you know, in my, my early 20s. And, you know, I have a, a long journey ahead of me. And, um, and so as far as you know, my personal growth and, and where it's taken me in my business. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't even, I don't even know where to start with well, that. Let, let me stop you there so I can get, okay. I'm, I'm really interested in, in tying it into um, the practical side of running a business as well, because a lot of people uh, who will be watching or listening to this will be, you know, maybe they've started internet business before, or they're currently running one or choosing one to run with. Yeah. And uh, they may have a history of sort of, you know, false starts, um, not, not really getting a lot of traction or momentum behind it. And on the surface, it can appear that, you know, they're putting all the steps into place. They're doing everything right, but they're not getting success where other people seem to have it effortlessly, mm, or at yes. least it appears like that on the surface. So uh, what do you think, or at least can you tie it back into maybe for your own experience, because you had, like you said, some, some failed real estate investments and you were, you know, you yeah. had different businesses and how you changed what you used to do with business and, and investing in money, basically, to right. what you currently do with um, internet business, internet marketing, and so forth. Yeah, exactly. Well, 
you know, for me, um, I was very attracted to the industry of, you know, of being able to make money online, being a real entrepreneur. And, and, you know, when I first started, it's been almost two years now since I came online, um, you know, I have grown <laughs> by leaps and bounds. It's, it's really, really unbelievable. Like, I look at myself, you know, where I was two years ago, and it's just completely different. I've just really grown so much and more evolved you know, and in, in, in myself and, and really kind of growing into myself a little more. And so what I what I actually teach, you know, my students these days and what I really focus most of my energy and attention on is really helping people um, find their authenticity, find what it is that's true in them. Because when, you know, there's, there's a lot of people who are out there online these days trying to make money and everyone's trying different things. And um, the people that are really able to, to create real success, um, real long-lasting success, are the ones who are able to really be more real and really um, know themselves in a much deeper way. Because if you don't really know who you are, you're kind of operating from this very uh, disconnected, very, um, you know, it's, it's a place that's, that has not very much power. Right, and especially if you're kind of, um, you know, thinking about yourself, and you're very concerned with, oh, how much money can I make? What can I do? You know, who's gonna join my business? Who's gonna buy my products? Me, 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 me. It really just kind of narrows you so much. It narrows your your vision, and it really narrows your um, kind of just just you're not able to really expand and grow when you're so focused on the money or your, you know, how you look or you know, me, 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 all these different things, and so. The people who I see, and this is what happened with me as well, were able to really make it happen, really, really create success with the people who, you know, kind of, uh, well, one, you know, are, are really passionate or, and dedicated, committed to their own growth, okay? Because to be able to be successful in this industry, period, you have to be able to, to, to you have to grow, all right? You have to really um, have the courage to challenge yourself to step outside of your comfort zone and to really, you know, try new things, learn new skills, and face your fears. You know, it's, um, can, I, can I, I was... Sorry, Kate, I was going to say, can I stop you there and ask in particular with yeah. your students, this would be a great example, um, what are the major fears they seem to struggle with the most and how are you helping them get through, the, get through that? Is mm -hmm. it like getting on front of a camera and doing video like we're doing now? Um, yeah. Is it, you know talking about their family when they think it's not appropriate for a business or something like that? Where, where's the, where are the issues? Yeah. Well, I think the fears really uh, are sourced from just uh, not being very confident in themselves at all. So it's like they want to, you know, they want to ask every little question and know every little thing. And it's like, you know, they, they're not trusting their own selves and trusting in their own process. And so, yeah, a lot of people have fear of getting on video or fear of, um, you know, putting themselves out there on the internet. I mean, that can be a pretty intimidating thing to do. Um, you know, fear of, of speaking, maybe. Fear of doing, you know, stepping up as, you know, somebody who's going to make a video and speak or do, do a call for, for somebody and speak or even pick up the phone and, and call somebody for business, you know. It's, and it really, like I've been saying, I mean, it all comes from, it's all sourced from not having um, that, that knowing and that power inside. And so, you know, that's why it's like you, you really do need to be committed to your own journey, your own path of growth, because you could learn every skill set in the world, every strategy. You can go to every seminar, read every book, but if you don't actually get out there and do it, 
and you're not actually, you know, in the process of, of growing and evolving yourself throughout the, throughout the entire thing, you're not going to go anywhere, you know. And so it's really, it really just takes that initial courage, that initial step to get out and try something new, to get out there and do something outside of your comfort zone. And you know, it's it, I, I always tell people this: there's no such thing as failure. There is no such thing as failure. There's only challenges, and there's only growth. So. You know, some things are going to go your way and some things aren't, but, but either way, as long as you stay focused and you stay on a path of growth and you don't kind of run and <laughs> turn the other way and, you know, um, you know you're, you're going to make it. You're going to just keep going. And, and I know what it's like. I know I, I've, I've been there to where I've, I've been very challenged in, in certain situations to, to do things that I hadn't done before, um, you know, public speaking being one of them definitely not my favorite thing to do you know there's hundreds of people staring back at you and you're on stage yeah just just you know it was one of my my biggest fears actually and so I've, I've been there you want to kind of stay in a little cocoon and you just want to you know not do anything and and you know you just want to stay comfortable but anybody who wants to really create success and create freedom and really the, the lifestyle that you want you have to get uncomfortable you have to be willing to get uncomfortable so I think it really starts with that and so you know fears fears are just beliefs that we have about ourselves and it's really you know the beliefs that we have are really just stories we've been telling ourselves either stories we've been telling ourselves our whole lives or, or other people have told us but you really have to look into to fears and to these beliefs all these limiting beliefs that we all have and, and look at them and, and you know um, just reflect on it and ask yourself is this true you know is this true and so a lot of people, um, in fact, I think most of us, it's kind of part of this human condition and, and the society we live in where we're kind of all, we kind of all have this ingrained feeling of insufficiency or I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, and I'm, you know, I'm this, I'm that. And so, you know, you, it's, it's really just about bringing all that up to the surface and feeling it and, you know, coming to your own conclusion that, no, it's not true, you know, and so... Actually, sorry, it's a little hot in here. <laughs> the way up. Yeah, so, so when I talk about personal growth, I actually talk a lot about um, shedding more than anything. So, yeah, sorry, it's what, great. What is the word? Shedding? Sh like shedding. Shedding. Yeah, okay. so, you know, when we are, go through life, we kind of accumulate. We accumulate beliefs, we accumulate concepts, we accumulate ideas. And all of these limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves and about the world kind of get ingrained and they kind of harden in us. And so if you want to really grow, you really want to step into your full power as an entrepreneur, as a human being, it's about kind of shedding those accumulated layers of, of crust and debris and letting, you know, what's inside actually come out because, you know, we all have a very inherent power inside of us okay so it's not something that you have to like grasp out here or find out here you know learning new skills learning new knowledge is great it's absolutely going to help you you know get to your goals but as far as you know being able to be that person that is really magnetic that really can attract success you really have to kind of go inside and, and let go of all those fears let go of all those conditioned beliefs and when you do you'll see that there's a light that really starts to shine, okay? And, and I, that light is really what's most attractive, really what's most attractive, and that is where you have the most power. And so I, I you know, it's kind of like 
like peeling an onion. You know, you want to just peel layer by layer by layer. Okay, this is not me. This false belief isn't me. Okay, you know, you know, this isn't me either. And so eventually you kind of get to the core. And that is where real authenticity lies. And I think that's why, you know, the people who are able to, you know, embark on this journey of, of transformation and personal growth, they're able to, to peel away more of that onion. And they're able to really let more of that, that um, their true essence, that, that real light within them shine. And that is what, you know, is really what creates success. You know, the, the internal creates the external. And a lot of people think it's totally the other way around. That, mm-hmm. oh, the external, my, my material possessions, when I can go on vacation and I'm making this much per month and, um, you know, I have everything, all my ducks in a row, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be fulfilled. And it's really quite the opposite. You know, it's, it's the internal that creates the external. So that's why I, I love, you know, you know, really helping people focus their attention in here instead of so much, you know, what they can Outside. get. Okay, it, you're, you're triggering a, a question because uh, I can see this, a person watching this might be going, okay, you know, I'm, I'm trying to connect with my true self and what I'm having trouble with is finding a, a subject or a topic or a business model uh, where I can be uh, mm-hmm. devoting myself in an authentic manner to because, you know, some people say, you know, I'm yeah. going to go out there and, and launch a bunch of niche websites in, uh, you know, hundreds of different subject areas that I don't really care about. How can I infuse my, my authenticity in that process? And, of course, that may not be the right uh, thing for them to be or the right model for them to be following. But I think it right. goes a bit beyond this, too. I mean, you know, we're, you can touch on some very high-level subject matter here where we're just talking about being yourself um, in all aspects of life. That's ultimately the, the key here. But to make this as relevant as we can for all the internet business people who would be watching this, um, let's try and tie it back into the area of even your own, your own situation. Now, you've gone through different business models and now you're settling on, uh, I guess, um, anything social media and blogging have been an areas you focused on more so recently where I think you're finding a strong connection with um, what That's you enjoy cool. doing and you can use those mediums to teach in, in a kind of manner that you enjoy as well as teleconferences or you know webinars etc how hard has it been for you to find uh, an avenue to um, you know find your purpose I guess as an internet marketer right that is a very very good question um, you know I, I got started out in this industry selling products selling business opportunities selling all these things and, and you're right my, my heart was kind of never in it I was never really that passionate about what I was doing until I found blogging, until well, I found you, social media. Before you go forward, what did you do in the past? I know you've um, you've had an MLM career, or you still have a little bit of one. I don't know what, what else um, is yeah, there. Yeah, uh huh. I, I actually that's how I got my start into internet marketing was network marketing. So um, came online and, and tried you know finding ways to build my my network marketing business on the internet, and I found the world of internet marketing, and my life has never been the same. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, got got started with with network marketing, um, did some you know affiliate marketing and social networking, and now I'm really um, very passionate about blogging, about really being able to use a blog as my means for authentic self-expression, for my way to actually be me and to give the value that I know I have to the world and to be able to have it all in one place, and you know not only that. It's, it's also an incredibly profitable 
uh, business model. You know, to have a blog, to be able to integrate it with social media where you're building relationships with other people on Twitter and Facebook and all of these, you know, YouTube, all of these different social networking sites out there. And you're able to kind of create your own network, your own tribe, your own asset that is really so profitable and the most long-term thing you can do. And so I really see, you know, a, lo a huge wave of people really coming into the blogging world. I know blogging's been around for a very long time. Um, I actually just started blogging about four months ago and have been able to see tremendous success with it so far. And it's just, uh, it's just amazing to me that we can all, we all have different gifts and different talents to share with the world. And so it's, it's really about finding what that is, what really lights your fire, what really gets you going, finding a market in that. You know, is there a market? Would other people want to know this? You know, would other people's lives benefit from knowing this information? And you can share it on a blog and you can essentially, you know, get paid for, you know, learning, sharing what you're passionate about. Yeah. So it doesn't get any better than no, that. No, really. Doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I come from the same place. I've been, you know, yeah. doing that for several years and really enjoying that. Uh, let me ask you, I guess, because the area where I'm not as strong in person is the social media aspect of this. So you know, you've, your your blog's only four months old, and I think you just told right. me a few um, a couple of days ago that you were you recently launched a, a training program. You already have 75 right. members, so you you've accelerated the typical growth curve tremendously uh, quicker than most people get, get to that point. You know, it took me yeah. probably a year and a half before I had even thought about my own product. Um, you know, this could be the learning curve is a bit slower in my case, or you could be doing something really, <laughs> really smart. So, you know, what's uh -huh. been, um, what have been, I guess, for me, the, the, the key for everyone's business success is leverage points. So what, what in your case would be the leverage points? And maybe even you can make it uh, very practical for people uh, watching or listening, um, you know, how they could apply them to their own business. Yeah, okay, so how was I able to leverage my success in such a short period of time? Well, what is it you think you did differently to get this rapid success? Where were the, you know, the, the tipping points of leverage? Yeah, points? well, you know, like I told you, I got started with internet marketing about two years ago and just started building my own list um, about a year ago a year ago, not even a year now. And so, you know, I had started building a list. I had started really building relationships with other people in the industry via social media, you know, other people that were, you know, like-minded, doing the same thing as me and just, you know, reaching out to them, helping them, building building relationships with them. And so, you know, I really feel that it's, it's the relationships and um, the partnerships you create that really, really um, will allow you to have the most leverage. You know, and so um, for myself, you know, I was able to, um, you know, for example, I, I, I volunteered to help out a friend and I was a, you know, guest speaker, guest coach on a social media training platform that was launched um, a few months back and, you know, taught blogging for the first time. <laughs> and, you know, being able to do that and, and really get some, some testimonials and some people really, you know, implementing what I was, what I was learning and I was then sharing and, and helping them, I was able to use that as leverage to then launch my own coaching program and, you know, launch that to my network. And so it's, it's really a cumulative process. You, you know, everybody starts out at ground zero and, you know, you, you learn, you grow, you learn new skills. And with the blog, you can totally blog about it as you go. You know, I, I tell people, it's like your target audience is you a month ago or you last year. So it's like, you know, teach the people who are a step behind you. 
And it's just a great way to kind of, you know, grow, you know, track your success and share with people as you grow. And, you know, you build your network, you build relationships. And so internet marketing, online marketing, social media, it's all about your network. It's all about the, the people who follow you, who trust you, who love you. And that's, that's what an email list is. That's what a blog following is. That's what a Twitter following is. Um, and really, that is where the most leverage really lies, I think, because you know you can, especially with with blogging and social media these days. Oh my goodness, you can you can go viral much more easily than you probably even think or could imagine. You know, you build a relationship with somebody who's got a Twitter following of you know ten thousand people. They could you know if if you help them out and they help you out and they they love a blog post of yours, for example, they could send a tweet about it one tweet and it could potentially bring you, you know, a couple hundred new visitors. And so I have a, a student of mine who is very, very good at tracking his stats and tracking how many blog visitors he gets all throughout the day and how many leads and his conversion rates and everything, which is very important to do. But um, I retweeted a blog post of his the other day that didn't really get much traction, but I thought it was very, very good. And, you know, he sent me a message on Facebook right afterwards and he was like, oh my goodness, I just got, you know, 50 hits to my website. I just got this many opt-ins. I just got, you know, all these Facebook requests. And it's like, wow, you know, it, it's, it's the, um, the ability to, to create the partnerships and the, the syndication, you know, that, that will really give you the most leverage. And that's why I'm so excited about combining blogging with social media. Because your blog is like, you know, as Yarrow, you know, it's, it's, your, it's your central hub. It's the place for you to just be you, have all of your value there, all of your great content, everything you're creating. But then the social media part is your marketing. That's how you can get, you know, all the, the you know, create all these communication channels and get all these people coming back to your blog to read it. And it's all based on referrals. It's all based on referrals. So it's like, you know, you can have somebody read a blog post of yours that, really likes it, they can share it with their Facebook friends, share it with their Twitter followers, and it's, it's um, an amazing way to, to really build traffic. I love uh, the way you've almost taken the best bits of network marketing, the, the relationships, the referrals. Yes. The and network. <laughs> you can speak the language there, and uh, applied it to what's going on in the social media uh, blogging world. Because you're exactly right. Um, it's the relationships that count the most. Most people aren't, I guess, inherently good at relationship building for um, mixed purposes. I know one builds relationships just for business outcomes, but that can be very much top of mind when you do build a relationship. Yet, you know, you can't be going in there just trying to get something from someone because that's not a relationship, is it? So. Um, no. Yeah, no. And, and it's fantastic that uh, you know we have these tools to connect with people on, on a global scale like that. So maybe you could break down perhaps how you build relationships and which tools in particular you find are the best. Are you uh, you know Twitter, Facebook, you know YouTube? Where where are you at? Yeah, yeah. Um, my my three favorites right now are YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. So um, I got started with YouTube two years ago. That was my first medium and. Um, the first way I was really able to start driving traffic. So video is so powerful and it's, it's so multi-functional. You can use it on your blog, you can use it on your Facebook, you can use it you know, in the, the video communities, you can use it for everything. So highly, highly, highly recommend video. Even if you've never done it before and you think you won't be good at it, just, just try it and you'll really be surprised because 
you know, it adds the real personal human elements to your marketing. People can see you, they can feel you, they get, they get a sense for who you are. You're not just a, a nameless person behind a screen. Even if you have a picture, it's still not the same, you know, as, as really being able to, to watch somebody and, you know, you can, you can, you know, look into their eyes as, as they're um, speaking to you. It's very, very powerful. Hence we're doing video yeah. now. So. Yeah, exactly. So video, um, definitely a must. And Twitter right now, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure a good portion of you listening to this have heard of Twitter. <laughs> um, it really just blew up. Um, and it's, 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 a, it's a networking site where you can, um, it's, it's real-time stats, real-time data. And it's, it's like you're having real live conversations with people. And so it's very easy for things to go viral because everybody, you know, a lot, a lot of people are Twitter addicts. <laughs> so they're, they're on Twitter a lot. And, um, are you, you know, I, are you an addict? I, I'm, I'm not. Oh, okay. Yeah, I actually am very, are I, you I'm an addict of denial. No, you no. know, I, I spend time on Twitter, but I actually manage it. <laughs> and I, I teach people this as well, because you can get sucked into the Twitter world and, and, you know, end up being on Twitter all day and not be very productive at all. So there's definitely a skill to using Twitter and being able to manage your time in the right way to where you're not just, you know, on there doing who knows what all day. So, you know, I, um, if, if we're talking about Twitter, I think one of the, the greatest tools out there for Twitter is TweetDeck because, um, you know, it's, it's kind of, when you build up a Twitter following and you have thousands and thousands of followers and friends, it gets very difficult to track who's doing what and, you know, who's tweeting what. It's just, you know, uh, crazy. So with TweetDeck, you can really organize it and you can create like, okay, this is my this is my list of people that I want to build relationships with, that I want to follow, and you can create groups and really organize your um, your twittering in a, a much more productive way, so that you know you can you know interact with other people and, and meet new people, build relationships, and if you like them, add them to your tweet deck. <laughs> and so I find that as a, a really really helpful tool. And then Facebook as well. I mean, Facebook and Twitter are intertwined. It's very very powerful. Um, because you know, Facebook is really where you can um, get to know people much more than Twitter. You know, Twitter you have you know your profile and everything's great. You can have conversations, but when I meet people on Twitter, I like to continue the relationship building process by then going to Facebook, and then I can see okay, you know, I can see all the you know pictures of them, pictures of their family, you know, videos of them. They, there's you know on Facebook you can kind of have like a little mini journal. There's notes. There's all different things that you can use to, you know, get to know people a little better. So, um, those are those are definitely the most, um, from what I found, um, the the best sites to really be on um, if you're really looking to leverage your time. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Best so leveraging. What would be then the average day for for Katie with with these three tools and your blog and your email list? How do you now, do you do something on all five of those mediums every day, or you know, what's a day in the life of Katie Filing? Right, right. Um, yes. Well, I, you know, like to get my writing done in the morning, my more, you know, uh, creative work done in the morning, and so I will write a blog post, and I, I usually only send out blog posts um, two times a week. Mm -hmm. um, so everybody kind of has their own flow schedule with how often you want to do it. But obviously, if you're going to do blogging, you need to be very consistent with it. So something that, that needs to have consistency. Um, so I will, you know, create a blog post every time I do. I email my list, and so 
I've got an email list, and I, I build my email list from my blog. Um, so that's kind of um, what I mostly focus on with my blog um, as far as getting subscribers is, you know, getting people on that email list because then I can continue the relationship building process. And so I email my list twice a week, um, at least, sometimes more. And um, I will, you know, spend some time on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. I really don't, you know, I, I'm not... Um, I'm not as disciplined as some people, you know, I don't have like a set schedule every single day, you know, this is what I do every single day. I kind of just, you know, play it by ear as things go and, you know, that's about it. I really, yeah. It's very similar to me. I, I, uh, I have an internal clock for getting blog content out on at least some kind of, you know, can't have too many days in between posts and, and exactly. same for newsletters, but everything else sort of comes off of that in a very natural way. If I'm at home, I'll, I'll be on Twitter, but if I'm not, I'm, I'm not. And, you know, I'll check Facebook as well, but it's not, yeah. so, not, it's not stringent and, and structured right. like that. Well, I'd uh, say, I'd say, like, try to, try to send out a tweet two or three times a day at least. You know, try to, um, well, here's, here's actually what I do with Facebook. I will, you know, at the end of the day, I, I kind of save more of the, you know, hey, how's it going? How's your day been? What's new with you? The, the real, like, you know, relationship building stuff, like, for later in the day. And so I'll log into Facebook and I'll have, you know, my group of friends, like my tribe of people that I, I like to keep in touch with. Then I'll, I'll go to their Facebook profile and, you know, send them a little note at the end of the day or, or find some updates that they had updated and comment on those and, and just, just kind of go through that list and that process. Or maybe go to, through my homepage and find a few people, comment on their on their stuff. So it does take interaction. You do want to be interacting with the community because you can't expect other people to comment on your stuff and interact with you if you're not doing the same for them. So it's really all about reciprocity. So you comment on other with, with on other people's updates and other people's blog posts, and you help you know tweet their stuff. They're going to do the same for you. So that's how the relationship building process really starts. So I see a lot of people out there who are, you know, don't really understand that yet. And so they kind of get um, classified more as spammers, you know, where they're just yeah. like, hey, check out my link. Hey, check out me here. Do this for me here. And that's really not the way to build a relationship at all. All right. So um, let's move on to, before we wrap it up, I'm, I'm really curious, perhaps let's take a step from away from business and more towards personal development in that uh -huh. area. You might go yes, because I know you love that subject. So, uh, what uh, we'll start with what maybe materials, courses, books, uh, teachers have been the greatest influence on this for you, and maybe you can even relate it back to a time in your life. Uh, you know, for example, for me, I think the first book that had a significant impact, or at least started me down studying some form of spirituality and personal development, was actually. Um, Stuff by Paulo Coelho, who wrote, you know, The Alchemist and and The Pilgrimage oh, and that area. One. So that's that was my first taste wow. of that area. Um, you know, led me to, to things like Eckhart Tolle, um, even Steve Pavlina. I know, you know, we're both fans of his. So, yeah. could you tie it back into a turning point in your life, and then where you've gone since then? Yeah. Um, one of the first books that really opened my eyes uh, was The Mastery of Love by Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, great, great book. Uh, I actually just kind of picked it up by accident. I was living with uh, you know one of my girlfriends at the time, and she had a big bookshelf, and I just picked it up and started reading it, and just couldn't stop. And um, you know, so th so that was that was a turning point. It really didn't have a you know that time in my life. I really wasn't ready to, to fully step into the the personal growth journey. Um, but then there was also 
a time where I was in a book sh- bookstore about a year later, and there was a book on the shelf called The Wisdom of Yoga, and it was just kind of like staring at me <laughs> on the bookshelf, and so I picked it up, and I, I just, I will never forget this. I read that book from cover to cover and just didn't stop. I actually stayed up all throughout the night, all throughout the morning, wow. just reading. <laughs> so I ended up getting to bed, I think, at like 8 a.m. the next day after reading the entire book. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I felt like something in me was just like, just ready to just awaken. It was, it was really intense for me. And that's actually what got me into, uh, you know, doing a lot of yoga, doing a lot of meditation, and um, really just opening myself up to, to those um, to those things, and it's been really, really life-changing. So I can't talk about my my personal growth journey without talking about yoga a little bit because I'm very, you know, passionate about that. And you know, it's not a religious thing. It's just really just about, you know, being able to not be so much in the mind, in the head, and really being able to be um, a fully integrated being again, where you're in your body. You're, you're, um, you know, it's kind of like a union of mind, body, spirit is, is, you know, how I see yoga. So that's, that's been huge for me along with meditation. And, um, and then I got into Wayne Dyer. Wayne Dyer was, was definitely a, a big, um, you know, influence in my life, uh, as well as, you know, Eckhart Tolle after Wayne. And, um, and since, since Eckhart Tolle, I've, I've, um, been very into, uh, a spiritual teacher by the name of Adi Shanti. He's not somebody that you know is that well known, but you know if if you feel called to do so, definitely check him out. Um, I went on a five day silent meditation retreat of his, and it was really really life changing. You know to to be able to spend that much time, you know, in here, and yeah. and not being so focused in the mind because I know a lot of us. You know, it's just the, the, the mind wants to just constantly go, 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 go. And when there's just nonstop mind chatter, it's really hard to kind of get into the body. And I know that's what, you know, all these you know, spiritual teachers really talk about. Eckhart and um, Adi Shanti, they all talk about really getting into the body and, and out of the mind, more or less. And so, um, you know, those, those people have been, you know, huge influences with me in my life and, you know, I, I still look at, uh, I'm, I'm subscribed to Adi Shanti's YouTube channel, so every time he comes out with a new video, I always, you know, enjoy it. And <laughs> Me too, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How have you um, found, oh, sorry, is there more? No, no, go, go ahead. <laughs> How have you found the integration of, of uh, detachment, let's call it that, you know, separation from mind and, and, and sort of more peacefulness? How has that impacted a couple of things, your motivation? With business, because obviously, you know, I've, I remember when I started getting into this, I thought, wait a sec, you know, there's a lot of ways you're kind of taught to be calm and peaceful and almost detach yourself from a lot of things. And that's not necessarily mutually exclusive from being motivated towards a goal, but it can be right. interpreted that way. As in, you know, most things have, if you break it down, the meaning is, is kind of false because it's materialistic and in some sense or form, it's based on physical, you know. A reality. So uh, as long as it's based on something physical, it's not entirely real. I guess is the best way to put it. How have you found then this sort of let's call it an awakening or an awareness building process for you? How's it impacted your business growth and, and your own motivation? Right. Yeah. Well, detachment is is huge. It's uh, you know 
a lot of people, myself included, you know, um, in the past, I would get very attached to a certain outcome, a certain goal, and um, it when you when you do that, you're kind of um, setting yourself up <laughs> for disappointment, more or less, and so. It really is very important to, to kind of be detached. Uh, so it's you still need to set intentions, still need to set goals for yourself. But when I say be detached, it's really a detachment from how you get there. You never know how things work out, how things kind of fall into alignment. You know which path you're going to take. You know, but you may take the longer road to get there. You never know, and you never know. You know what you're 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 meant to do, the, the path you're meant to go on. So. You know, it's, it's, it's just very important to, to kind of be in the moment, to be completely in the moment. So when, you're, when we're attached, a lot of times we're attached to something in the future. and We want to be here. We want this to be a certain way. And when it doesn't happen the way we expect, we get distraught. We get, you know, all emotional about it or, oh, my goodness. And so, you know, to really be able to keep the internal peace within yourself it's all about you know being in the moment and taking dedicated, committed action in the moment when you can, and of course having the commitment, having the intentions of what you're looking to create, but kind of being open to how it happens and kind of letting life just just live through you. And you know, so it's it's kind of you know, I can see how some people would think, oh, detachment means you don't care, and it's it's really quite the opposite. Um, you're you're really just allowing the you know, life or consciousness or spirit or whatever you want to call it to just to just live you, you know, and that's when you can really, um, really come into your your power more than anything. And if if you're attached to something, and you expect something to happen, from my experience, it'll never happen that way. <laughs> Whenever I have an expectation of how anything's going to be, it never happens mm-hmm. the way I expect. So it it really is important to just be open and be flexible. And just kind of, you know, be in the moment more than anything. Okay, well, I think it's a great point to, to end the interview on, Katie. Uh, before we do that, though, uh, I'm sure people want to know where to find you. So what's the best place to get in touch with, with Katie? Yes. So you want to head over to my blog. It's katiefryling.com. And I kind of have a funky last name, so I'll spell mm, it for so you. That, <laughs> okay, it's, it's K-A-T-I-E. And then F R E I L I N G dot com, and I've got a you know I've got a free social media um, income transformation training series for you, so it's kind of like a free gift if you want to head over to my blog. And you know I just uh, man, this is just very exciting. I feel like I'm kind of embarking on a, a whole new <laughs> journey here with getting into this blogging world, and, and Yaro, you've been a, a big mentor of mine. I've, I've learned a whole lot from you, and I really appreciate you know, all the content and things that you share with people, and I know you and I are kind of you know, very, very aligned and on the same track with what we're teaching people about blogging as far as you know, being able to really create your own name brand, you know, your, your own asset, and so you know, I know a lot of people who get into this industry want to focus on selling products, selling this, selling that, and with a blog, you're really promoting yourself above all else, and that is where the real long-term asset comes in. When you can build yourself, you build your, your brand, and you build your network. And I just, man, I, I really see you know a lot of people now coming together and really making this happen and, and supporting each other, promoting each other, and just kind of 
you know, to seeing a revolution really happening where people can come come online and be themselves, blog about what they love, you know, blog about what they're passionate about, share it with people. And, you know, you have network marketing, you've got affiliate products, you've got your own products, all of these different things are offers, you know, but it's you above all else that you're promoting and, and you know, you're really able to express using a blog and social media. And I also would like to add to that, uh, you know, Katie, I couldn't have looked upon Katie as a competitor to what I do and that's the beautiful thing about this world is there really are no true competitors unless you choose to do it that way. Because um, yeah, we, we all really, <laughs> scarcity mindset. <laughs> yeah, it's a scarcity yeah. mentality. So if you look at this as a way of you know anyone who's doing what you do is another person to, to actually build a relationship with, and because uh, you'll help each other grow. So that's really um, you know, I, I I think that's a good attitude to have when it comes to finding other blogs, other people. It, it's an opportunity. In fact, it's even better when you see other people having success in something you want to do because it means there's opportunity for you to do the same. But I think we're using Absolutely. up enough time for everyone, so it's katiefryling.com, it's the best way to find you. Yes. And uh, thank you for spending a bit of time today, Katie, that was a uh, good Oh, one. thank you, Yaro. <laughs> Speak to you soon. Speak really, you soon. really amazing to be here, so I appreciate it. No problem, thank you. <laughs>